Welcome to the Cover Crop Strategies Podcast. I'm Sarah Hill, Associate Editor. This episode of the Cover Crop Strategies Podcast Series is brought to you by GS3 Quality Seed, the distributor of high-quality, trusted cover crop seed brands like Nitro Radish, KB Annual Ryegrass, Super B Facelia, and TNT Vetch. You can learn more about these cover crops and numerous other species at tiltpro.com, as well as find the seed dealer nearest you. That's tiltpro.com. Today, I'd like to introduce Richard Purden, an ag and natural resource educator with The Ohio State University. Richard will be discussing the benefits of cover crops. Welcome to the podcast, Richard. Thank you, I'm happy to be here and answer your questions. Great. Well, to get us started, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, so I'm um, the Ag and Natural Resource Educator and Community Development Educator for Adams County, Ohio, with OSU Extension. Um, I farm and um, live with my family on the um, farm here um, around the Cherry Fork, Winchester area of Adams County. Um, We raise um, row crops, um, livestock, including beef cattle, hogs, and sheep. Um, we do conservation farming on our farm, and and it's a um, it's a goal of mine to make the land better than what I found it, and um, that that is one of my main goals. And using cover crops and no tillage, and any kind of conservation practice is critical in my eyes. And I would like to spread the word and and help other farmers do likewise. And that's one thing that I try and do with my job, so. Fantastic, sounds like you're busy for sure. Yes, yep, if the job doesn't keep me busy, it's it's the farm keeping me busy, so. <laughs> Great, so let's go ahead and, and jump right in. From a 30,000 foot overview, talk a little bit about why cover crops are worth planting. Why are they worth the, the time and effort? Well, I believe cover crops are worth the effort because not only do they provide a um, protection to the land when there's not a crop growing on the land, it's just an overall benefit to the environment. When you're covering the land and when you're adding biodiversity to the land, many of the environmental aspects such as, um, you know, beneficial insects, um, beneficial beneficial wildlife, water quality, nutrient management, all those things. We could go on all day about um, all the um, importance of them, but it also adds back when you improve the environment, it also adds back to the farm's environment or the operation's ecosystem. So controlling weeds, um, controlling, you know, water runoff and water infiltration, all these things are great things that cover crops do that can help the bottom line of a farm operation, um, making it more successful and and, um, sustainable over time. So kind of building on that, when growers are starting to think about planting cover crops, what factors do they need to consider and keep in mind? Yeah, so cover crops is a whole, it's a whole different ball game, I guess you can say, than just raising corn and soybeans year after year. So 
a farmer needs to think about his management style. What does he do now? Does he no-till? Does he do minimum till? Or does he do um, full tillage, conventional tillage? Um, he also needs to um, address and research what type of soils he has and the topography of the land. How will the cover crop be terminated is another um, you know, aspect. You need to think about equipment, um, how you're going to seed the cover crop, how you're going to harvest it, because in my area of the county, um, many producers sell a cover crop for feed, for livestock. So it, is there, do you have the equipment to do that? Um, do you have um, the type of equipment needed to sow the cover crop in the spring or in the fall? Cost of seed. Um, where are you going to buy your seed or purchase your seed? And one of the main ones is, is that cover crop suitable for the area which you are wanting to grow it? Certain cover crops um, have growing seasons that are more suitable for southern Ohio than in northern Ohio, for example. Okay. Okay. Lots of things to think about, certainly. Yeah. So now... A lot of the time, whenever uh, a grower is starting out on their cover crop journey, they're counseled to choose an objective or a reason why they're using cover crops and then build and select cover crop species based on that. How does a grower go about determining what their objective for cover crops should be? Well, that's a simple um, uh, go out and walk the land. You know, for many, many um, years, my dad always often told me that you do not know what's going on in the land unless you get out and walk it. You can see a lot of things from the tractor. You can see a lot of things from the combine. But many times to really know what's going on, you need to get out and walk and, and just take a good look at what's going on in the land. Is there problems with erosion? Do you have gullies in your field? Do you have um, stream bank erosion along the edge of the field along streams? Do you have um, water infiltration problems? Is there water standing in your fields after you know a normal rainfall and that should not have water standing? Is there compaction problems? Take a shovel. Start digging, um, dig, dig up the corn roots, dig up the soybean roots. And it, it, are they growing straight down? Or are they growing laterally because of compaction? You know, all these different things will tell you, you know, what needs to be fixed. And then once you're done walking the farm and seeing the, the issues or maybe the problems that need to be addressed, start um, looking at your options on the cover crop end that might be able to address this. For example, if you do have a compaction problem, um, cereal rye is a great um, cover crop to help break up that compaction. You know, roots that go very deep that break up surface compaction and even um, deeper compaction. So some of growers may not want to pursue cover crops because they're concerned about the economics of the practice. Yeah. What are some of the economic benefits of using cover crops? So 
when for a farmer, there's a lot of um, you know cost and return. You're you're constantly looking at your investments, and you want it to pay for itself. For many producers, I've often heard that these cover crops are you know that's just an extra input. I have more time in the fall sowing them after the crop, um, or in the spring or, you know, the cost of diesel fuel, the cost of the seed, uh, you know, it's just not worth doing. It's much simpler to just plant my row crops and harvest them. But here's, you got to look at a bigger picture than that. Um, yes, you do have the cost in seed. You do have the cost in time and wear and tear and all, on equipment um, selling these cover crops. But over time, if let's say you have a weed issue, um, you know, let's say mare's tail or some type of weed is um, every year potentially creating more of issues harvesting or reducing yield. Um, if you can sell a cover crop that can reduce populations of that mare's tail, that's money in your pocket. For areas um, here on, and even on my farm, where I see the biggest benefit is feed use, where we actually use the cover crop for grazing and also for um, mechanical harvesting um, to have haylage or silage made out of cover crops um, to feed um, market cattle and other livestock on the farm. To me, the, that is a benefit because that provides extra feed inputs and also a different um, uh, division on the farm. So basically a, a different opportunity to make money on the farm by turning a cover crop into beef, lamb, you know, whatever you might be grazing chickens, you know, you know, it just brings a different enterprise to the farm that can um, bring money to the table and um, poten potentially create a new uh, market for you uh, as a producer, which is money made. So, so to me, that's one of the main economic benefits. There's many others. There's, you know, if water infiltration is creating lower yields, you know, if you can fix that without having to put tile in, if you can use a cover crop to help water infiltration, even without using tile, um, that's money in your pocket because that's less money spent on, you know, um, mechanical drainage, such as tile, um, when you can just sow a seed and do the same thing. So, so th those are, those are the, probably the main benefits that I see um, that can really um, create an economic stimulus for a farmer. Okay, very good. So you mentioned changing something about the soil, like perhaps through water infiltration. Mm -hmm. What are some other soil health benefits that cover crops can provide growers? So when it comes to soil health, there's a lot of things, you know, we as farmers or even, even soil scientists um, do not know about soil. Um, there's a lot of life in there um, that's just booming. Um, but one thing's for certain, that life needs food. And for the soil, um, when we raise our typical row crops, 
that soil is basically dormant or or non-existent in life throughout the winter time. If we can have a growing root, such as a cover crop, in that soil year-round, so when there's not corn and soybeans or something like um, rye, wheat, triticale, turnips, some, some, some kind of growing crop, some kind of growing root in that soil, that'll feed the biological life. That, that life that needs um, you know, the roots, the juices that come from the roots, the plants themselves when they, when they are terminated and die. Um, to me, that, that, that benefit um, creating a good environment for biological life and microbes to help, um, you know, create soil itself, um, breaking down the residue, um, basically, you know, taking those roots, taking the leaf matter, the biomass that that cover crop creates and creating soil. It takes, a, uh, it takes time, it doesn't happen overnight, but if you do it year after year, it's definitely gonna benefit your organic matter and your, your basically the structure of your soil is gonna be more granular rather than a big block of hard dead soil. It's gonna be granular. Um, rich soil. Perfect. So one benefit that growers hear a lot about with cover crops is that they can help with reducing weed pressure. Can you explain how that works exactly? Yeah, so with weeds, you know, they're just like any other plant. They need sunlight, they need water, they they need all these um all these things that that our crops need. So if we take those away, you know, for our crops, we want more sunlight, we want more water availability, we want more nutrients available for, for our crops. Weeds are there to take that away from them. If we kind of think of it in the as a weed, if we um use a cover crop to help shelter the surface of the soil, cover the surface of the soil, preventing those weeds from even getting a start, creating enough biomass to help shelter or shade out those weeds. That weed will never get established. If it does get established, there are cover crops such as cereal rye that actually can produce allelopathic properties to help decrease weed growth. So to me, the canopy, the um, reduction in um, space to grow, um, cover crops provide all that and um, crowd out the weeds and keep them from ever getting a good start on your farm. So we've talked a little bit about all the different benefits of cover crops. When a grower starts using those cover crops on their operation, how long does it take before growers will actually start to see some of those benefits? Yeah, so like I said earlier, a lot of the benefits that we see from cover crops doesn't happen overnight. It it takes time. Um, So one thing I try to tell producers that are interested, maybe first time cover crop growers is don't get discouraged if you don't see results the first year. Um, It takes time, it takes, um, diligence 
uh, especially if you have a wet year, it, it can be a, it can be a testing um, when you're trying to get your crops planted and you've got cover crops out there and the soils don't dry out as fast. But usually they're, um, they're thanking themselves for sowing that cover crop when it turns off dry in July and August when that moisture is being held in the soil. So one thing that I can see a great benefit from that you can really see in the first year is erosion control. I've seen this on our landscape since Adams County is a rolling landscape. We have many hills, long slopes that erode very easily. Um, a cover crop can decrease erosion upwards to 90% or more by just having a good cover crop on the land, reducing the amount of sediment leaving the field. And when we think about that, that not only uh, helps you save the soil that you pay your taxes on every year, you know, that's money in your pocket. If you can save that soil, it makes it richer, but also makes our water quality much, much finer. And that's a good thing to um, show to public because water sources that come from, from uh, open uh, areas or ponds, holding ponds, or just, you know, scenic rivers. We're close to the Ohio River. If we can make the Ohio River run clean after rainfall rather than muddy, that gives the public a good um, perspective of what, uh, what farmers are doing. We're protecting the land. We're preventing um, sediment from leaving the fields and getting into our water systems. So probably by far erosion control can be seen, uh, can be a benefit that can be seen immediately, you know, the year of a cover crop use. We'll be right back to the podcast, but first I want to thank our sponsor, GS3 Quality Seed, the distributor of high quality, trusted cover crop seed brands like Nitro Radish, KB Annual Ryegrass, Super Bee Facelia, and TNT Vetch. You can learn more about these cover crops and numerous other species at tiltpro.com, as well as find the seed dealer nearest you. That's tiltpro.com. And now back to the podcast. When a grower goes about managing a cover crop, are there differences in how they should approach managing a cover crop compared to a cash crop? Yeah, so, you know, a cash crop, we think of, you know, our steps when we're putting out cash crop. We got to prepare the land, we got to fertilize the crop and basically tend to the weeds and then harvest. That's the nuts and bolts of raising our row crops. Cover crops need to be thought of as a whole picture. Um, we don't want to think of them as a monocrop system, just as like soybeans alone. We want diversity. So when you're thinking about a cover crop, think about a mixture of, of different cover crops. So think of adding a legume such as red clover or crimson clover to a rye, a grass um, crop. You get the, the deep rooting system of the rye you get the nitrogen fixation from the legume. These all not only benefit the crop following the termination of the um, cover crop, but it also benefits soil life that need different types of, of 
diversity in plants to survive. Okay. Okay. So does the location of where a cover crop field is and, and its geography on an individual basis, does that have any determination about how that cover crop is managed? Yeah, so the location of the cover crop field, you kind of, as a producer, you need to know the history of that field. Was there any issues with insects, pests, or weed um, control in that field before? Um, and then you can pick and choose what cover crops might work best to solve that situation in that field. Also, we need to think about the factors such as our overall um, location. You know, where are you located in the United States? Where are you located in Ohio, let's say? Um, our growing season here is longer than the growing season um, north of Columbus. Um, so they're going to have to use a cover crop that is more winter hardy or needs to be sown earlier than a cover crop here because our winters are warmer. They're not as harsh as the winters up north. So winter kill species um, there's actually winter kill species or preferred winter kill species that can be sown here that will actually make it through the winter. Um, I've actually seen cover crop oats make it through winter because our winters are so mild and seems to be getting milder. So those are some things to consider, you know, how long is your growing season? When are you going to terminate it, you know, what type of issues are in that field? Are they wet fields? Are they dry fields? All those things are considerations when thinking about a cover crop. So one of the other concerns that we hear a lot about cover crops is that um, residual herbicides from a field uh, might cause problems with growing a cover crop. Can you talk a little bit about that and explain what the, the concern is? Yeah, so you, you really need to um, research and make sure you have good records of what herbicides were applied on the farm the year before you're wanting to sow the cover crop. So some cover crops are more resistant to our herbicides that we use today, and then some um, are, you know, more susceptible to injury. Uh, so, for example, Zidua is a herbicide that has a big, big effect on annual ryegrass establishment. Um, many people use that um, in, in their um, soybeans. So, if you're putting annual ryegrass after, after that, you could have some stumping. So, make sure that your, your records, you know what herbicides were used, and make sure you read the label of the herbicide, because a lot of times they'll have um, uh, application rates and crop rotation intervals that will show that certain grasses or certain legumes will have an effect from this so many months or weeks out. So this is something that needs to be thought of. So don't think about it the day you're planting the cover crop. Think about this the day that you're making the application of the herbicide. So if this fall, you are wanting to plant a cover crop and you're spraying your soybeans today, read the label, make sure that you 
that you know what crop can follow after a herbicide application of a certain product. Absolutely. So does it matter if a cover crop is planted in the spring or the, the late summer or fall? Can growers still get those benefits if the, depending on different timing of when the cover crop is planted or does the timing even matter? Well, so for different species, timing does matter. But I will say when you plant them, no matter when you plant them, it's going to provide a benefit. Especially in the fall, if we can, if your problem is with erosion or even weed control, um, planting in the fall is best. And earlier in the fall is always best. That way the cover crop can get established before the winter um, influences growth. So we need to make sure that we're getting that cover crop established quickly in the fall and up and growing. And that way it has more winter survival and um, going into spring has a better growth. If you're doing a spring cover crop, um, we want to make sure that we're definitely planting a crop that um, will grow well in the spring. One of the more challenges in my area with spring cover crop planting is actually getting them planted because our springs are usually wet. So this might have some thinking about how you are going to plant. Is it going to be broadcasted or do you actually have to have a tractor and planting equipment out in the field? Or can a helicopter or a or an airplane fly over and spread it? So all these things, you know, cover crops can be sown throughout the whole year when you really think about it. With the technology we have today, um, we can be sowing cover crops today on our standing corn or our soybeans. Um, I mean, it's interceding, doing things like that. Cover crops can be sown year round. Um, but, you know, if for a first time cover crop grower, you know, think about fall and spring as being your main times of actual planting those cover crops. And think about your termination time too. When are you, when is your next crop gonna be planted? Um, that all makes a big difference of when you are going to plant. And no matter the effectiveness, you know, cover crops I think have an effect. If you have some type of living um, plant or living root in the soil, it's gonna have an effect on the soil and the health of your farm. Okay, so you mentioned termination. That brings me to my next question. After cover crops are terminated, how long do those cover crop benefits last? Yeah, so when you terminate a cover crop, you know, basically your that cover crop's going to break down, it's going to be turned into organic matter, it's going to be turned, it's going to decompose. That benefit will last years out. Because no matter what, you know, you're adding to the soil, um, soil life and soil uh, organic matter. Now, that said, it doesn't take long to reverse that. So let's say you grew a, a very good crop of rye or, or winter wheat or triticale, and it create a lot of organic matter. And then next year you moldboard plow or you or you chisel plow. You know, 
disturbing that soil, one year disturbance can really offset um, multiple years of, of good growth and good um, soil building practices. So we, we want to be diligent in our practices and, and, um, and try not to reverse all the good that we do and in, in with using cover crops. Earlier in our conversation, you talked about uh, the microbial life in the soil. Mm -hmm. How does a cover crop improve that microbial life and other than providing a food source, of course? Yeah, so providing the food source is great, but also an environment, so an attractant. Um, you know, microbial life is, um, you know, not going to be in the soil if it doesn't have anything to be there for it. You know, if there's no life in the soil, uh, you know, certain cover crops, um, such as grasses and even legumes, help build bacteria that help produce nitrogen, um, rhizobacteria, mycorrhizae, all these um, soil beneficial um, um, bacteria and, and microorganisms um, that help, um, you know, stimulate growth of our other crops, such as our corn and our soybeans. Um, so another thing is when we have cover crops is our soil temperatures are going to be much cooler. Our, our soil um, structure is going to be much, much easier to navigate for earthworm. You know, earthworm is not going to like being hot and dry and, and, and disturbed every whip snitch with a tillage equipment. So um, providing, you know, that cool, um, less disturbed environment is, is a great benefit to, to all life in the soil. Fantastic. So where can our listeners go for more information about cover crops and the many benefits they provide? So one thing I recommend is go to your local extension office. Um, the, your extension educator has multiple um, resources. And if, if they don't have the resources on hand, they can find it. Um, you know, there's also here at Ohio State, we have multiple websites with information. You know, one, for instance, is soilhealth.osu.edu. Um, no matter what state you're in, most likely you have a soil health team, you have an ag crops team um, within the university that helps, uh, you know, reach out to producers and and um, send out information on cover crops and the different types of cover crops. Some universities actually have cover crop planting tools to help you choose a cover crop um, for your for your operation. Um, and then again, if you have a neighbor that's been doing cover crops, if you have a neighbor farmer, go over and talk to them. Um, that that is one thing you know. I often say in my job. Sometimes I learn more from the farmer than I do from anything. You know, a lot of times we can get caught up and think we have all the information in the world. And, you know, we do have a lot. But learning by doing is sometimes the best way because they know the challenges that they faced, um, the goals, the, the wins and the losses, I guess you could say, from doing cover crops on the farm. So if you have a 
a neighbor that's been doing it a while, go over there and talk to them and, um, uh, you know, just sit down and have breakfast with them or a cup of coffee and say, hey, why, why do you do cover crops? What's the benefits? Great. Well, Richard, that's all the time we have for today. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me and I appreciate it. And hopefully more, more and more people will start um, planting those cover crops. Once again, I want to thank our sponsor, GS3 Quality Seed, the distributor of high quality, trusted cover crop seed brands. You can learn more about these cover crops and numerous other species at tiltpro.com as well as find the seed dealer nearest you. For more information about all things cover crops, visit us online at covercropstrategies.com.